0: welcome back episode 14 i think i've got that right um six weeks since the last last potty six to eight maybe longer
1: it, yeah it must be up there it must be up there like, at least a couple months it feels like it's been
0: ages feels like it's yeah. been way longer than that but probably only a couple of months it does we put it on the back burner a little bit a eh? kind of yeah made it a priority focusing on other things restructuring temp bit of team restructuring location restructuring gone from in office to remote that's been a pretty sizable yep. change focusing on off processes improving all that sort of stuff right that's been where all our energy's gone
1: yeah i mean that kind of also plays into why we're back right like there's there's so many things for us to go through and discuss and um yeah excited to get into this next topic like something that's been really at the forefront for us over the last couple of months since we last recorded so um yeah, yeah plenty to share plenty to talk about
0: yeah, for sure. So, advantage plus shopping campaigns. Something that I'd say every every brand, if you're a brand or an agency listing, you will be getting stuck into these types of campaigns. So, what's what's your initial thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean,
1: you're right. It's it's definitely something that if you're not doing it, then you should be doing it. Um, yeah. It's uh it's it's kind of um we we're talking about it before we jumped on um you know, it's kind of forced people to go down this consolidated, consolidated route, which is what Facebook reps and Facebook in general have been, you know, pushing. It's been their narrative for um for as long as I can remember. Jumping on with reps, you know, they always like consolidate into CBOs or you know bring your ad sets together. You know, that, that consolidated messaging has been, been, uh, yeah, their narrative. So, um, I guess this has sort of pushed that um, into our laps, and at the same time, because um the main big change is really the capacity of an ADV. Like we can load 150 ads in there at once and, and know that it's going to kind of go out there and find winners for us and spend in, generally spend in the right areas. Um, yeah. And also it pushes that narrative of consolidation. So um, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been good though. It's been a really great addition for all, all of our brands, all of our clients.
0: 100%. And what we've realized is that there's just not one way to utilize the style of campaign. Mm. It's it's actually feels like to some extent, it's introduced new variables, multiple Mm. ways to run it, multiple structures, even though it's one campaign type, not every brand's that simple that they can just use one ADV structure. There might be multiple product verticals. There might be other things at play. So we've really been playing around with with those structures. eh? So I think the first thing, and- it's a probably bit of a misconception, right? These are not top of funnel campaigns unless you no. set them to be top of funnel campaigns. So by default, they are in fact not top of funnel campaigns. So give us a bit of a background on that because I know we talk about it a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like as a pure ADV, when you're not setting any controls or distribution of your budget, which, which I'll talk about in a sec, it is a full funnel campaign. Like it's, it's going to target people from the coldest top of funnel potential customer, all the way through to people that engage, been on your site, engage with um, your IG, clicked on ads, whatever it might be, middle of funnel, or bottom of funnel, all the way through to people that have bought, any retention. Um, so there's there's one feature um, of an ADV that can be implemented to control this, um, which is your cost control, and you can you can set a percentage of spend towards either new customers or returning customers. So. Um, if you want the ADV to just go out and find purely new customers, you can set it to 0% of spend goes towards returning customers and then it will go out there and spend only on new customers. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's the the basic premise of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I think by default, the way that Facebook have designed it, it's essentially a full funnel campaign, right? Top, middle and deep. So top, middle of funnel, depending on engagement touchpoint and then people that have purchased before. So yep. it's got the ability to be all three styles. Now, the mm-hmm. way that we're utilizing this, I think is differing between brands, but I think anyone that's yep. a consumable brand that does have an element of repeat purchase, we have probably been, probably been leaning towards that more automated AI focused approach, right? And there's various reason, reasons where we, we've been doing that. There's also other brands that we have that we've been sitting at at zero percent because someone might not buy that product, uh, you know, twice for example. Mm. So what's what's your thoughts on, on overall how we're utilizing this for our partners and then maybe a bit of a breakdown between how we've got winner, winner ADVs, testing ADVs and all these other structures as well as vertical ADVs that we've been exploring. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So like on, on the first point um, in terms of like knowing where to set your percentage, are you going gonna to set 10% to returning or no budget towards returning or leave it open? I think that really depends on, like you said, like your LTV and and how how your business operates in that sense. Like you have returned quite a high LTV and people are coming back multiple times to your product, it might make sense for you to have a decent split towards returning customers. Then, in terms of the, you know how you structure those ADVs and what if you if you have say one ADV or two or you know how you structure those out. Typically, at the moment we're running a, a testing ADV, which is where all your new creative goes i um, still going down that route. And I know we've discussed this on previous podcasts, creative first loading all of your testing concepts in there. And then a winning yeah. ADV, um, which is where, you know, those original testing camp, um sorry, testing ads get picked out and pulled into this winner's ADV that you'll, you'll basically have your like fleet of golden ads. Um, yeah. And then the, the main objective there for us is getting those out of learning, getting those nice and active, getting those CPAs nice and, um, consistent and, and um, yeah, usually that's where a lot of our scale is as well
0: in that winners yeah. ADV. Yeah, for sure. It also has given us control over testing budget and winners budget, right? And I think that's really, yeah. really critical when you're pumping in a heap of new testing into a testing ADV. Maybe your creative slightly lost, uh slightly mm-hmm. off or lost for those, those um, couple of pieces. It can quite easily set the adv cpi cpa way out of your range right way out of your target range so the combination of the two has been been pretty critical hey yeah 100 percent.
1: and then yep. i guess the the other element is and there'll be people listening probably thinking you know like what if i have five different verticals different products like and they and they, they do all have maybe different audiences or you know they vary enough Like in this case, we probably go down the route of having an ADV per vertical or per audience um, in terms of the product. Um, So, so like we have a few brands that do have you know four or five different verticals, and they will have then an ADV for each, so that they get fair and consistent testing across them.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then also there's an element of budget too, right? So you want to make sure that if you've got a brand with maybe a lower budget, you're not spreading that budget too thinly across multiple ADVs in some of our partners, we are just running uh, the one ADV depending on budget and trying to be really, really clinical around how we're iterating on creative. I think that's been a a really big part of it as well. So that's a good segue into uh, creative and creative testing with an ADV and how much creative is too much and how much creative is not enough. Um and i think we've 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 probably found it's a little bit different with every brand we've probably sometimes found that you could put too much creative in and there's certainly times where you can put not enough um mm-hmm. what's your what's your thoughts
1: yeah yeah it's it's normally the, the not enough i think um yeah that is often the way um yeah. we were talking about this as well um before we jumped on and we have brands that you know potentially come on with low spend or you know that they're, they're fairly early days. And what this does allow is more testing for small brands. Um, you know, the bigger brands and the brands that have been around for some time and already have a whole depth of creative. Like, if you were moving to an ADV at this point, load it all in. Like, get all your creatives in there, or de- definitely all your winning creatives at least. Um, and you know, there is a potential you can you can overload it if you don't have heaps of spend and you know you're not sure about the direction but if you have your winning pieces in there then you're not going to have any problem Mm -hmm. um so so like i'd say most of the time you're going to need to test a lot of creatives to be over testing in an adv um yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah i think as well we've noticed that a lot of the time the adv structure is smart where it puts spend, and it oftentimes won't spend in areas that it doesn't think will work almost like not like a bid cap still lowest cost but still trying to be calculated and making sure that it's distributing the budget into the right areas within the campaign right Mm. now this leads into the trick around optimizing and i think uh there's a few different ways that you could go about this but you can absolutely over optimize your advs um and potentially there's an element of under optimizing. So what's the logic we're using primarily at the moment?
1: Yeah. So look, it's like you said, like we're trusting in the algorithm, we're t- trusting in in the the machine learning that happens within an ADV. Um, obviously still monitoring your your um, CPAs or you know your, your ROAs for example in in there, mainly CPAs. Um. Like if they start to blow out, of course the, we we get in there, we jump and kill them. But most of the time, what we're seeing is if Facebook's distributing budget into an ad, then it thinks that it's going to work. And you know, the majority of the time, or a hundred percent of the time, they have more data, more information, more knowledge than we do, than a human. You know, so mm-hmm. um, you have to have a little bit of trust there to, that if Facebook's putting spend there, it's likely that's going to work, it's going to take off and convert, and we do see it happen. So yeah. So there's sometimes an element of patience there with also, of course, the pinch of salt that sometimes it gets it wrong. Sometimes it puts budget there. It shouldn't put budget there. So yeah. um I think you covered it really before, like it's being freer and trusting the the algorithm a little bit more than we have in the past, say with our ABO structures.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the argument and the narrative with not optimizing the adv is that you cannot as a human possibly have as many touch points as facebook has and the algorithm has to determine that that ad is the right ad to spend your budget now this is super controversial right and we talk about this a lot that it's really common in the space to talk really heavily around ctrs and cpcs particularly as facebook has gotten more expensive So it's really easy to take that logic into the way you optimize your ADVs and actually make them go backwards, which we've seen. Which we've certainly seen originally when experimenting is applying an ABO style management technique to the ADV structures, which led them to not get the optimum performance that they're probably capable of. Even though at times it feels like your CPA is blowing out, mm. oftentimes it comes good, and it stabilizes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, all too often, we've been in there. I've seen this so many times now. A an, an ad blows out. It's you know, say twenty, thirty percent over your CPA, and you, you go in there and hit it off because you're a bit worried, you're a bit scared. Then you come back the next day and you see two or three purchases allocated or attributed to that to that particular ad. You know, okay, I, uh, you know, it gives you that bit of trust, that bit of like, okay, I can see that we're working there. Maybe, yeah, the CPA bone out at that point, but like if you calculate backwards, it was under it was under the benchmark, two or three purchases, it was in a good spot and you hit it back on. So, and that happens a lot. I know we see that a lot. So, yeah, yeah. there's there's definitely that extra element of trust needed. For sure.
0: And yeah. like the logic we're trying to apply to, to the way we're servicing our partners is that we're creative first. Like we're trying to be really, really heavily creative first. We're not trying to out media by the algorithm, right? And that's something that we're really, really trying to do. So if your ADVs are not working, it is more than likely the creative that you're running in your ADV. In fact, it is definitely the creative you're running in your ADV or it's an issue with your site. And other elements of that purchase process from the ADV driving the traffic, but I think that's really hard for like a lot of uh, I think marketers to probably understand, particularly if you've you know been been in the game for the last five or ten years and been super hands on growth hacking mindset, trying to twist the knobs knobs to get killer results. Which don't get me wrong, we were talking about before, actually a hundred percent still has a place. It's just yeah. knowing when to get involved and when to not get involved,
1: yeah, 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 no we were definitely there there's a there's a fair amount of adapting from our side as well, like trying to adjust our mind- mindset to make sure we're moving in the right directions and moving with what actually works at the moment and what actually is gonna drive results and grow brands um and not yeah. what you know. The, not the biases that we have from like previous experience, previous performance, you know, like so many things. You oh, I remember when that worked so well back in twenty twenty one. Yeah, like we can't do that anymore. We have to look at what's working now and what you know ironically what Facebook recommends, which you know, there's there's been a bit of like a conflict, I guess, between media buyers and Facebook and not trusting Facebook. But um yeah, like we have to keep on adapting and moving with it. And Interesting, an interesting thing I heard recently is that, you know, we, we've obviously been battling through this transparency and platform, and it's, is it tracking any good since the iOS 14 up, update? I did hear recently that um, Facebook recommend, um, reckons that, you know, they're up above 90% accuracy in, a, in platform now. So, you know, yeah. we're not there anymore. We're, we're almost back to before the iOS upgrades. So, um, yeah it's great really it's great it's exciting that we're we're kind of coming back full circle to where we were in the heyday
0: for sure for sure and it's required a huge amount of adapting hey like it's required a lot of relooks at how we media buy and how our team media buys and the strategies we use around creative and all that sort of stuff and adv has been a a bit of a big component in that transition too right and it's probably allowed us to look at things look at things differently so it's exciting it's a it's a overall it is a great can campaign type in fact it's got to be one of the better campaign types that facebook have released maybe alongside the bid cap styles and target ROAS. but mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting right for for anyone in the the e-com game or media buying it's it's moving quick but it's certainly got to move with it
1: 100 percent. yeah super exciting super exciting really
0: excited to see
1: where they go next to it you know there's been whispers of bid caps and cost caps being introduced to the advs as well so be really excited and interested to see what when and if that comes from facebook
0: yeah for sure for sure awesome Matt. pleasure as always and we'll see you next time